0: My life. Will never be the, same. My life. the thief comes not except to steal kill and destroy i have come that you might have an enjoy life life in abundance until it overflows discover how to live the abundant life in christ through the ministry of pastor oseo afwakwa Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. (laughs)
1: Praise the Lord. Kingdom added. Kingdom added. We thank God for yet another opportunity to come before him in the middle of a week to refuel, recharge. The Bible says they go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeared before God. And you know that what gives us strength as children of God is the word of God alive in us. That's why every opportunity we come, we have to share fellowship with God in his word. It's an opportunity that should not be taken for granted. Since we are online, we have an opportunity to reach out to a lot of people. And so right now, before the service begins, before I get into my session of the service, it's already begun, praise and worship is over, intercessory prayer has been done. Before I teach, I want you to start a watch party. Share, share, and share. Let as many as possible your contact, your friends, share it with them and let them get to hear God's word. The Lord bless you, even us. If you've also not subscribed, I want to encourage you to subscribe. And then every time service is on, if you're on YouTube, you just subscribe and then click the bell button. Every time the service is on, you'll be prompted and then you can richly be blessed. The Lord bless you let's share a word of prayer father in the name of jesus once again we thank you for the privilege and the opportunity to be in your presence the bible says as newborn babies desire the sincere milk of a word that you may grow thereby your word is a tool for growth as we come into it as we share fellowship in it as your breath the breath of your spirit rests upon it Bring us understanding, bring us illumination, help us to grow and become all that you have us become. Give us understanding of the times and let us live our lives in line with your purposes in Jesus' precious name, Amen. Okay, so we will continue. We are continuing our teaching series from First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 1. But of the times and the seasons, brethren. You have no need that I write unto you of the times and seasons at one seven. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons, the times and the seasons, all the seasons, which the father had put in his own power. And then first Chronicles twelve thirty two, he says, and of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times. To know what Israel ought to do. The heads of them were 200. And all their brethren were at their commandment. The children of Isaac were men who had understanding of the times. And for you as a child of God. We have a responsibility. All of us are children of God. We have a responsibility to discern and to know the times. The Bible said to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. We need to have a sound understanding of the times that will inform us the appropriate action, the appropriate steps to take, that will help us live out our full lives and fulfill God's purpose for every hour, every moment. And so, this series, we have broadly been seeking to answer the question, what time or times are we in? We have looked at the time of life. We have looked at the time to own our health. We have looked at the time to unite. We have looked at the time to change. The time to change is what I'm currently teaching on on Sunday. And this Sunday, hopefully, I look forward to bringing closure on the time to change. But in our midweek services, we've been focusing on end times. What times are we in? We are in the end times. And we took our text from 2 Timothy 3 verse 1. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. In the last days. And we said that the la- the word last means eschatos. It's a Greek word, eschatos. And that word means the end times or the last days again we see that same word being used in second peter chapter 3 verse 1 to 3 beloved i now write to you this second epistle in both of which i stir up your pure minds by way of reminder that you will be mindful you will be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us the apostles of the lord and savior look at verse 3 Knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days. Take note, the last days. If the Bible is yours, you can underline the last days. That is eschatos, which means the end times or the last days. You know, it's important we understand the event of the last days. Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 1 to 3. The New Living Translation says... Now, dear brothers and sisters, let us clarify some things about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and how we'll be gathered to meet him. We said that when we talk about the last days, it begins with the coming of the Lord and the events thereafter. That's what we said. And Paul spoke about the coming of the Lord. He said, when it has to do with the events of the coming of the Lord, I want to clarify some things. I need to bring you clarity. And I told you that the focus of this teaching is to help you gain clarity or get clarity on the events of the last days. So, Apostle Paul said, I don't want you to be in the dark. I want to give you clarity. Don't be easily, verse 2, don't be so easily shaken or alarmed by those who say that the day of the Lord has already begun don't believe them even if they claim to have a spiritual vision a revelation or a letter supposedly from us There are a lot of things speculations conspiracies all kinds of things that are going on all kinds of things on social media all kinds of things people will be sending to you about revelations of the last days about revelations of the coming of god but listen there is no superior revelation than the revelation of the word of god the bible calls the word of god the most sure word of prophecy what god's word says about the last day is the most authoritative is the most authentic and is that which you must put your faith upon not on a revelation or a dream or a vision that somebody said he died and he was uh, he saw it or whatever that is not the most important but the bible gives us clarity said don't be fooled by what they say so don't allow yourself to be carried away People sell their properties because they feel that the coming of the Lord is near and we don't have to do anything. All kinds of things that people, foolish decisions people have taken in the time past. Every time there's a pandemic, I can't stop saying this. Every time there's a major world change, every time there's a major challenge in, in, in the globe, people have always looked at the coming of the Lord. People have always linked it to the coming of the Lord. And it's not bad in itself. But when we link it to it in the sense that uh, and, and it keeps us in a season of inactivity and it makes us live purposeless lives. Then we are actually not understanding the events of the coming of the Lord properly. And that is why I'm doing this teaching and I'm taking my time one after the other so I can ground you in the word of God. So you can authoritatively answer, the give answer for the reason of your faith. First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 8. He said, If the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 8. The King James Version says, If the trumpet blows an uncertain sound, nobody will prepare appropriately for battle. And since we are waiting for the coming of the Lord, we need to get the sound clear. We need to understand the sound so we can prepare accordingly. We establish from the very beginning, that there are two aspects of the coming of the Lord, the first coming and the second coming. The first coming has to do his coming for us and the second coming has has to do with his coming with us. And then we said that in discussing the return of the Lord, Apostle Paul in the first book of Thessalonians, he connects it in the book of Thessalonians, first and second Thessalonians, Paul spent time discussing the coming of the Lord and he connected it with three Import four important things he connected it with our salvation he connected it with our service he connected it with our stability and he also connected it with with what should be our attitude to sorrow every time we lose a brother every time we lose a christian the bible said precious in the sight of the lord is the death of the righteous so every time a child of god dies we, we, we are not supposed to be sorrowful like unbelievers. Why? Because the coming of the Lord gives us comfort. When we think about the coming of the Lord and we are assured from God's word that when he comes, even the dead in Christ will rise and all of us shall be raptured to go and be with the Lord. That gives us assurance. That gives us the comfort and it gives us firm assurance that those who are loved ones who are dead, our loved ones who have gone to be with the Lord, Even when Christ comes, we are going to be reunited with them. That is a source of comfort. So, the coming of the Lord, it helps us to relate with sorrow, particularly as it relates to the loss of our our loved ones very, very well. We said that there are four important responsibilities the return of the Lord puts on us. When we discuss the subject of the coming of the Lord, four important things come to mind. Four important things need to be considered carefully by us as children of God. One is our waiting. When we think about the coming of the Lord, we should be thinking of waiting for his coming. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. When I'm done, I will come back. And now when I come back, I will take you to be with me where I am. And where I am, there shall my servant also be. We are told in the book of John that he is coming back. He said, Behold, I come quickly. So if he's coming back, we ought to be waiting on him. The Bible says, Occupy till I come. And then, of course, when we talk about the coming of the Lord, the second thing that is important for us to do is to work. Thinking, waiting for the coming of the Lord is not just wasting away. To wait is not to waste Our life must be purposeful. Our life must be meaningful. That's why we need to work. Our life must be productive, even as we wait the coming of the Lord. And then, of course, number three, we said when we think about the coming of the Lord, we should be watching. God calls us to watch. He says, watch, because you do not know the hour. He shall come like a thief. We ought to watch. And then, of course, number four is the most important assignment he gave us. He says we should witness. In the book of Matthew chapter 24, the Bible says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached unto all nations for a witness. Then the end will come. So before the end comes, the gospel of the kingdom has to be preached. That is why in the last days, we have to use every avenue and thank God for technology that gives us the opportunity to be able to take the word of God to Every part of the world, in the anywhere there's internet, people have access to the Word of God, particularly in this COVID season. In, in as much as it's a misfortune, it is also giving us most churches and most men of God the opportunity to share the word of God with audience that are not their regular audience. A larger number of people are getting to hear the word of God through this season. What a blessing. All things work together for the good of them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. In our earlier teaching, we started discussing the subject of waiting. The call to Wait. The call to wait. The call to wait. We are told in First Thessalonians chapter one verse nine to ten. First Thessalonians chapter one. Let's start from verse six to ten. First Thessalonians chapter one, verse six to ten. And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became a to all in Macedonia and Achaia who believe. For from you the word of all has sounded for not only in Macedonia and Achaia but also in every place your faith toward God has gone out so that we we do not need to say anything. Verse 9 For they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we have toward you we have to you and how you turn from idols to serve the living and true God. Verse 10 And to wait so that people of thessalonica when they receive the gospel they turn from idols to serve god and to wait i like it they turn to serve and to wait for the for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead even jesus so we are to be waiting to wait is to await someone with patience and confidence waiting is not to be playing idol games waiting is not to be in a season or a state of inactivity waiting is to anxiously look forward and uh, uh, expectantly look forward toward the coming of the lord even as the testimony of christ was confirmed in you so that you come behind in no gifts waiting for the coming of our lord jesus christ waiting for the coming of our lord jesus christ We touched on the need to wait. We said we need to wait because of the certainty of his coming. He said, I will come back. And because he's not a man that he should lie, we have to wait. And then we also established that we need to wait because of the closeness of his coming. Not only is it certain that he will come back, but the coming is also very close. How close is the coming? It's as close to you as tomorrow. It's as close to you as the next minute. It's as close to you as the next one, next hour. It's as close to you as the next second. Why? Because no man knows the hour. He says, I'm coming soon. It can be the next thousand years. It could be the next one month. The soon of God cannot be compared to the soon of man. When a man says, I'm coming soon, he may mean in the next three minutes. But when God says, I'm coming soon, it can be one year, it can be six months, it can be thousand years. Why? Because a day is with the Lord like a thousand. That's the, what the Bible says. It said one day is like a thousand for the Lord. And a thousand is like one day. What a God. That means that one second may just be like a... a one nanosecond, one one second by us may be like one hour with God, and one hour with God may be like uh, uh, 15 seconds with God. His time is different from our time. That's why we need to wait. So it's close, it's close. The events, particularly the events of the last days, most of the signs the Bible talked about, a lot of them are happening in our times, they are happening before our eyes. The COVID, in as much as it's a misfortune. It is one of those things. The Bible said there shall be pestilence in diverse places. Plagues in diverse places. There is no plague that has affected every part of the world. In human history like this one. Almost every continent of the planet has, have, has had its fair share of this plague. Many plagues have come and gone in the time past. But this one is quite astronomical in the way it's affecting people everywhere. So It's close close and we need to be prepared for it. So then our waiting must be done properly. How are we to wait? How are we to wait? We read the last time and I think we should read it again. Read the last time Matthew chapter 25 verse 1 to 13. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their alarms and went out to meet their bride the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. In Matthew chapter 5, 25, verse 1 to 13, we see 10 virgins waiting for the bridegroom, just as the church is waiting for the bridegroom. You know, the Bible calls the church the body of Christ, it also calls it the bride of Christ. So the church is Jesus' wife in waiting, the church is the bride of Christ. And at the rapture, Jesus will come for his bride. And so we have to be waiting for our bridegroom how do we wait there are lessons we can learn from this particular virgins who are waiting for their bridegroom the bible says five of them were wise five of them were foolish and we are told that the five virgins took oil in their lamps. the five wise virgins took oil in their lamps, and then they took extra oil the, the foolish virgins took oil in their lamps and did not take any extra oil. The event of the last days, we need extra. We need to go an extra mile in our commitment and dedication to God. As we wait for the coming of the Lord, we need to be extra. Everything must be extra. Our giving must be extra. Our dedication to God must be extra. Our prayer must be extra. Because in the last days, the Bible says the love of many shall wash cold. So if we don't intensify, we don't intensify our commitment, our dedication, our devotion to God, it will be very difficult for us in the last days. The wise took five, took oil in their lamps and took extra oil. Do you have extra oil? Or you are just living on past glory. There are many Christians who are living on past glory. When churches were in session and we could meet corporately, you could pray. But the moment we were shut down, your prayer life has been affected. Your word study has been affected. The, the regularity, the frequency at which with which you listen to the word of God has been affected. Some of us, our giving has been affected. We are hiding under COVID and we are withholding our tithe and our offerings. A lot of things have been affected and we need to go extra. This is the season to go extra. So, they took extra oil in their lamps and they went to wait. And you know, while they were waiting, the Bible said the bridegroom came at a later time. But Two things are important about the way they waited. There are two ways they waited, which I believe must also characterize the way we wait for our bridegroom. One, of, one way is that they waited in righteousness. The ten of them were all virgins. They waited in righteousness. Virginity in scripture sometimes symbolizes purity. It symbolizes righteousness. They waited in righteousness. And you and I need to understand that Jesus is coming for a holy bride. He's coming for a spotless church. He's not coming for a church that is ravaged in sin. He's coming for a glorious church. He said that he might present unto himself a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. There is no bridegroom who, on his wedding day, would take what his bride saw his garment with all kinds of oils, all kinds of muddy stuff. No, usually at weddings we see them coming; they are white garments. If it's white, it's white. If it is uh, uh, golden brown, it is uh, uh, purple or whatever. I'm not too sure of colors, but. It's white. Usually the garment is one color and it's clear. No no spots inside them. That is a kind of church. The Bible said that he might present unto himself a glorious church in verse Peter we are told that while we wait what kind of people ought we to be? In all manner of conversation. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 10. 2 14 we are told the kind of people we ought to be as we await the coming of the lord as we look forward to the coming of the lord look at what he says looking forward to the day of the lord and hurrying it along on that day he will set the heavens on fire but verse 13 but we are looking forward to the new heavens and new earth he has promised us a world filled with god's righteousness and so dear friends while you are waiting for these things to happen, make every effort. Take note. The New Living Translation says, make every effort to be found living peaceable lives that are pure and blameless in the sight. Make every effort. New Living Translation, please. Make every effort. All of us, we need to make efforts. To live a holy life, You need to make efforts. It's not just the work of the Spirit. We need to uh, uh, actively cop cooperate and partner with the holy spirit the holy spirit was given to us to keep us holy but it will not just happen by osmosis we need to be actively engaged by in prayer and in meditation of the word of god in order to live a life that is holy and blameless in the sight of god the bible says thy word i have hidden in my heart that i might not sin against you so it's important that we live holy lives we are told in the book of 1 John chapter 3 verse 2 and 3. Now beloved now we are the children of God and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be like. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall, when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. We will be like him because we see him as he is. And I like verse 3. He said everyone who has this hope of being like him and see him as he is ought to purify himself as he is pure." So first, they waited in righteousness, and the second way they waited, which applied only to the wise virgins, and I pray that you'll be among the wise virgins, is that they waited in readiness. Are you ready for the coming of the Lord? Are you ready for the coming of the Lord? There are a lot of Christians who are even not ready. If government says that uh, the... Van is lifted. Let's go back to church. There are some Christians who have become so lazy and lousy and slothful in their spiritual work that they are not even looking forward to it. Are you ready for the coming of the Lord? How ready are you? We are told in verse six at midnight a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps and the foolish said to the wise give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out verse 9 but the wise answered them saying no lest there should not be enough for us and you but go rather to those who say and buy for yourselves look at that verse 10 and while they went to buy the bridegroom came and those who were ready take note those who were ready went in with him to the wedding and the door was shut. Those who were ready. Those who are ready. May he come to meet us ready. May he come and find you ready. It's important. We need to stay in readiness. At midnight, we can't tell when he's coming. At midnight. Who would have thought that a wedding ceremony will be organized at midnight or that the, your, your bride is coming at midnight? No. It's almost over. At midnight, they tarried all through the period. But it didn't come at the time they expected. That is why you and I ought to be ready for the coming of the Lord. We must not allow our heart to be carried away by the cares of this life, the deceitfulness of riches. You want to be rich, it's great. You want to prosper, it's great. That is God's will for your life. But as you pursue all of these things, make sure, that you are eagerly waiting in expectation, in readiness for the coming of our Lord. That's important. In the days of Noah, they were doing their things. And when the the ark was shut and the rain started, they couldn't know. They didn't know it. They weren't ready. They were just having fun and playing along. Marrying and giving Mary, giving in to marry and all of that. But the time they could say, Jack. It was raining, massive rains that they had no antidote to. And the ark had been shut. Maybe you are watching me, you are listening to this broadcast, you are not born again. This is your finest opportunity. Let me let you know that the mercy of God is not forever. A time will come, the gate will be shut. The door will be shut. There will be a time where you cannot call on God. It will be too late for you to call. And there will be a time, particularly during the reign of the Antichrist, where it will will cost you so much to call on God. To be able to live a life as a Christian, it will cost you so much. That is why this is the finest moment. When the blood of Christ has been shed, the era of grace, the mercy of God is available. This is the best season to call upon him. So how do we ready ourselves for the coming of the Lord? We must stay in righteousness. We must stay in readiness. But how do we ready ourselves for the coming of the Lord? Two ways. We can ready ourselves for the coming of the Lord. One, by loving his coming. We must love his coming. The Bible said, For I am now ready to be offered, and the hour of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Now is laid out for me the crown of righteousness. The King James says, The crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous Judge, shall give unto me on that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. Take notes. All them that love his appearing. Are you loving his appearing? Do you love his appearing? There are people today who are in love with uh, Premier League, so they are looking forward. When they heard that very soon they will be resuming the premiere, they are excited about it. But when you hear about the coming of the Lord, do you feel excited about it? How can you be a Christian for so long and when you hear that the Messiah is coming, when you hear a teaching about the coming of the Lord, then your heart is filled with fear, trepidation and all kinds of things. That ought not to be so. You must love his coming. He's coming for you. He's coming so you will be with him. He's coming to take you to a place where there's no weeping, no crying, no tears there. He's coming to to take you to a place of eternal peace and joy. He's coming to take you to be with him so that where he is, you'll be there also. That should fill your heart with joy. You must love it. You must love it. Let me tell you, one of the things that will come and the serious attack in the last days is, is love, love for God and the things of God. The Bible says, "And because iniquity shall abound, Matthew chapter 24, Matthew 24 verse 12, because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wash cold. And in the last days, we are told that 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, that people shall be lovers of themselves. There are a lot of things that will compete with you for the love of God. And one way you can keep the love of God burning hot in your life, burning hot in your heart, is to love His appearing. When you are in love with His appearing, your love life will keep on increasing. Your love life will be burning hotter and hotter. Be in love with His appearing. Love is appearing love is appearing. Imagine yourself giving a visa, 10 years visa into the United States and you bought your ticket. and in the next uh, three days you'll be traveling to the United States. Just imagine it. How happy, how excited you'll be. Your friends are all informed. In three days time I'm going to the United States. What do you think about the coming of the Lord? Th- that Do you feel joy like that the same way? the united states is a place it's just an earthly place and it's not a place that is as tranquil and peaceful as heaven but that is a place a lot of us want to go and we feel excited about going there how much more going and spending eternity with god we must love his appearing we must love his appearing more than we love ourselves we must love his appearing more than we love money we must love his appearing more than we love pleasure because these are things that are competing for the love of God in our lives in these last days and finally we must not just love his appearing we must look forward to his appearing so we ready ourselves for the coming of the Lord in two ways one by loving his appearing and two by looking forward to his appearing. Looking forward to his coming. We must look forward. That's what Peter, Second Peter 3 verse 12 says. Looking forward and hastening the coming of the Lord because, because of which the heavens will be dissolved. Looking forward. In the Greek, it means to desire. Looking forward and hastening means desire endlessly. Are you desiring that endlessly? the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Well. looking forward, looking forward for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Are you look looking forward the glorious appearing when we shall be changed? when we shall be raptured are you looking forward i I, I look forward to it with great joy and with great excitement look forward the glorious appearing looking it's a blessed hope it's a blessed hope look forward to that blessed hope look forward to that glorious appearing when you begin to look there a lot of things will pale in in the shadows a lot of things Most of the things you worry yourself about, they they will not be compared in beauty in any way when you begin to gaze there. Look forward to it. Look, desire it earnestly. And I pray that as we ready ourselves, when he comes, he will find us so doing. May he find you so doing. May he find us ready for his coming. And may we be ready for his coming. Even as we live in righteousness and ready ourselves for his coming. May the grace of the Lord keep you. May the Lord preserve you. May the Lord watch over you. May the Lord grant you the grace, the discipline, the spiritual tenacity and sagacity to be able to prepare yourself and wait until the return of the Lord. Be blessed now and forevermore. Maybe you just watch the broadcast. You are not born again. You want to say Pastor, I want to give my heart to the Lord. I don't want the door to be shut to me. I want to be born again. What an opportunity it is. I'm glad you want to make that decision. I want you to pray this simple prayer. Say Lord Jesus. I thank you for your word. By it I know I'm a sinner. And I confess you. I believe with my heart. That you died for me. I believe in my heart. And I confess it with my mouth. That you are my Lord and my savior. Thank you father. For saving me. And making me brand new by faith, I'm a new creature in you. Father, if you pray that prayer, thank you. Thank you for praying that prayer and I want you to know that by that prayer, you are saved. You are now a child of God. The Holy Spirit has taken its place in your life and we need to help you to know how to move on with God. We want to teach you how to move on and be faithful in your work with God. So, take the number on the screen, send us a WhatsApp, send us an email. We really want to hear from you and be able to help you in your work with God. The Lord bless you.
0: Pastor Afuaqa has just placed in your hands the key for all round victory, success and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Afuaqa, please call 0540122 six seven zero or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also visit our website at www.faithhousechapel.com for any further information. Log on and be part of our power-packed online services live every Sunday for our celebration service at 9am and every Wednesday for our discovery service at 7pm on Facebook and YouTube using the handle Faith House Charismatic Chapel International. God richly bless you.